Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I am anonymous. And I am anonymous, too. Yep, we're totally anonymous. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, um, anyways, you are listening to We Choose Our Future, a podcast about the climate crisis. We will hopefully cover any issue you could think about related to the climate crisis on our podcast. Today we'll be talking about what a world without biodiversity would look like, as well as how you can take action through your diet. So many horrible things are going to happen to us, I don't even know where to start. That's true. Personally, I think that one of the most important things that's going to happen to us if we don't do anything is that there's not going to be any biodiversity. I agree. You know, one of the things that is really contributing to this problem is the destruction of habitats. Plants and animals are going to lose over half of their habitats. Although limiting fish and meat won't necessarily reverse our declining levels of biodiversity, it will help. Something that you can do is become vegetarian or vegan. But don't worry, if that lifestyle isn't for you, you can eat less meat for fish. Oh that yeah. Too. Yeah, the thing about farming animals for food is that it uses much more natural resources than farming plants. Did you know that a hamburger produces 20 times more greenhouse gases and needs 20 times more land compared with plant-based sources with the equivalent amount of protein? That's not cool. 20 times more? You heard it right. Think about how much less emissions you could produce by switching to a plant-based diet. Just start with one meatless day a week and then expand from there. It isn't that hard. Yeah, and if you need inspiration, there are many cooking blogs these days to focus that focus on a plant-based diet. Here, let me search it up. Chickpeas plus broccoli equals Oh, what does that equal again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa, chicken pasta soup? That looks yummy. Maybe I'll have that for dinner tonight. Yum, I want chickpea pasta soup. But when you do have meat, be sure to get it from sustainably sourced um, companies. For example, don't buy from a company who overfishes, and don't buy rare or endangered fish. That's not cool. Yeah, it's also important to be eating meat from lower down on the food chain. Well, yeah, eating fish from lower down on the food chain. Did you know that it takes 15 pounds of wild fish to produce just one small pound of tuna? That's not a good ratio. Yeah, it's not. Another reason to not eat bigger fish, such as tuna, is that they contain way more plastic particles. Don't eat big fish, people, unless you want to eat plastic, which is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Another easy thing that we can do at home is limit food waste. You know what? We don't even need to peel our carrots or potatoes anymore. Just give them a good scrub to make sure that they are clean. It's also much healthier for you because of the extra fiber. Yeah, that's why you should do that. And where were we again? Um... Oh yes, declining levels of biodiversity. Yeah, and it's not good. And do you know what's even worse? We are heading towards a sixth major extinction. In case you're wondering, a mass extinction is when 70 to 90% of all species on Earth die out. 70 to 90% of all species
on Earth. Think about just how many, how much light would be lost if that happened. Yeah, I can't, I can't wrap my mind about that. There have already been five mass extinctions in the last 500 million years. And although mass extinctions are natural, this one isn't. Yeah, well, it would happen eventually, but humans are speeding up the process way too much. And science is telling us that species are going extinct at rates more than 1,000 times ever than before. Okay, yeah, but like, with the exception of the other mass extinctions. Yeah, that's true. And if we don't go extinct because of this terrible event, you definitely do not want to live in a world that is recovering from a mass extinction. And it seems to take several million years to recover from one to get to our current level of biodiversity. Yep, I do not want a mass extinction to happen, and I don't think you do either. Yeah, although don't worry, it'll probably happen in like a million years. Well, not if we continue at this rate, because okay, yeah. Yeah, humans are speeding it up. Wait, yeah, so stop speeding it up, humans. <laughs> well, we're humans too, but whatever. Stop speeding it up. <laughs> Anyways, okay. you can probably help, um, another way that you could help is by planting native plants in your garden or community to give different species a chance of life. Good idea. We humans are too obsessed with our grass. Uh-huh. I don't have anything else about mass extinctions. Yep. Well, me too, but I do hope that they don't happen. Let's talk about some ecosystems that hold a lot of our world's precious biodiversity. Yes, we asked all of our listeners of our trailer what their biggest questions about climate change are. Oh wait, Eliana requested to be on this episode with a question about rainforest. I think she's calling in right now. Hey, my name is Eliana. I know that the Amazon rainforest is being cut down. I was wondering, how, how does deforestation and the loss of rainforest going to affect me and other people in the future? Great question, Eliana. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering this. Oh yeah, 100%. The loss of our rainforest is definitely going to affect us. Yeah, one thing that would happen um, if we lost our rainforest is that we would lose so much of our fresh water. To be exact, that's one-fifth of all our fresh water. Not answering our question, Shanti. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Anyways, this would affect us because we would be getting a lot more dry weather and wildfires. Yes, as you know, this means that we will have a much hotter climate, which we will talk about more later. Yeah, that's true. Another thing that rainforests help with is the health sector. Did you know that many plants that fight cancer are found in the rainforest and there are probably much more to be discovered? Yeah, rainforests are saving lives. Without them, it would be much harder to cure many diseases. Uh Uh-huh, we don't want any more pandemics. Agreed, one pandemic is enough for me. Haha, yeah, we would lose 80% of our fruit varieties. And we would have to settle for a life without chocolate, mangoes, lemons, and so much more. Ugh, no more lemonade or hot chocolate? Unfortunately, we would lose those luxuries if rainforests were to be destroyed. But I feel you, Eliana. 
As a result of deforestation, there's going to be much war worse air quality worldwide. Even without COVID-19, you would still have to wear a mask. Yeah, we need clean air to survive. Even our current air quality in many areas such as California and China isn't good. Some people living there wore face masks before COVID, and those aren't comfortable or cheap. Without rainforests, most likely people worldwide will have to wear masks, and again, not for COVID. Did that answer your question? Totally. Thank you so much, guys. I learned a lot from your explanation. Oh, no problem. We're glad we could answer your question. And now we would like to introduce you to an awesome athletics brand that supports a sustainable future. Presenting Nike! Uh-huh. Nike is committed to protecting the environment and is engaged in the fight for equal rights for all. For example, Nike uses eco-friendly materials such as recycled cotton. They are also aiming to accomplish their goal to use 100% renewable energy, which is super important. Yep, Nike really cares about an equal playing field and breaking down barriers for all athletes. Go, Go Nike! another question from Gwendolyn. Okay, so I personally have a secret love for fish and other marine life, and I know that so much aquatic life depends on coral reefs. Could you tell me a bit more about how coral reef bleaching is going to affect marine life? I mean, I know that they will most likely go extinct, but can you tell me a bit more? As you know, if all coral reefs are destroyed, the short and sad answer to your question is that the fish and the quarter of marine life who live there would either go extinct or have to adapt. True. Also, we can't really afford to have that happen with our current declining biodiversity problem because the amount of biodiversity loss would surely result in an imbalanced ecosystem. Uh-huh. But this would also affect humans. Without the coral reefs, all the fish that once lived there wouldn't be there anymore, so we would lose a lot of our fish supply. And many of the 60 million people who are involved in the fishing and aquaculture industry would be unemployed. Yep, it's a lot of people. For those of you who don't know who what aquaculture is, it's the farming of fish, algae, seaweed, and many other aquatic edible life. It's sort of like um, the underwater equivalent of agriculture. Whoa, that's a great explanation. I can put it in more simple terms myself. Anyways, we hope this has answered your question, Gwendolyn. Yep, you sure did. Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. Yep, we're glad we can answer your question, Gwendolyn. So talking about coral reefs affecting humans, did you know that coral reefs even protect tourists on coastal beaches? They're like a natural wall, and they get rid of 97% of a wave strength. Oh, wow. And, you know, I also heard that there are organisms in coral reefs that also help fight cancer, just like in the rainforests. Oh, interesting. We really do need all the cancer-saving organisms we have. Cancer is a serious health problem, you know? About 228 Canadians die from cancer 
every single day. Wow, every single day? I actually thought you were going to say week. But every day, that is way too many people. Way too many. I know, right? Yeah. The worst thing about this problem is that we don't have much time. We are all we all know that coral reefs are going to disappear and fast. We've already lost 50% of our planet's coral reefs in the past 30 years. And we're on track to have 90% of all coral reefs gone by 2050. Yep. 90% of all coral reefs demolished in just 60 years. That's basically everything. But let's not forget one of the main reasons why coral reefs are dying and why it isn't 50 degrees right now. Drum roll, please. The ocean. Yeah, you people should really thank the oceans. Oceans absorb a lot of the heat that we release into our atmosphere, and that's killing the coral reefs. Uh-huh. Did you know that the ocean has absorbed over 93% of all greenhouse gases since the 1970s? 93? That's crazy. No wonder the ocean's getting warmer. And coral reefs are being bleached because of it. Yeah, they really do have our backs. Yes, and what will happen as the climate gets worse is that our world will get worse. Yeah, we'll have a world where there's no wildlife, a world with way more poverty, more hunger, more inequality, more greed, more disease. We will live in a world without hope. Yeah, it won't be a good world, not the place that we want to be. And as we were saying before, this will be our world if we don't act fast. We need you to choose the hard path, the right path for our children, our grandchildren, and the future generations. We hope you are more aware of what a future world might look like if we don't act now. Before we go, we have something for you to do. We would like you to check out one of the podcasts that we have listed below in our description and to learn more about specific examples that are related to climate change. Sorry. And our next episode will be about action and what we can do as individuals and what we must do as a society. Stay tuned. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for listening. listening.